Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, folks, this is Gary Spikes once more coming at you with Mr. Randy Arrington, and I'm just making sure that we got everything ready here. Uh, with Poor Boys Paranormal Podcast, we are going live tonight for an hour or so. We are going to discuss our little adventure that we had last weekend down in Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Had some interesting uh, evidence that kind of popped up at us and great times with these two guys, and we're going to just kind of discuss a few things uh, tonight. Buck Babcock. I'm here. Yes, you are here. Uh, so that means that we are streaming. So good deal. Uh, but anyways, we're going to kind of discuss some of the things that happened to us last weekend, as in uh, rocks thrown at us and uh, some crazy sounds. And I'm glad Randy didn't send the, the, the major sound that I didn't want nobody to hear. <laughs> but I did send it to you. Oh, yeah, but I lost it somehow. And uh, we got Mr. Shane Carpenter here. Me and Shane had the great... Uh, uh, experience of being able to do some tracking together and found some interesting trackways uh quite a bit of evidence in the trackways and we're just going to discuss that tonight for an hour or so and then we're going to shut down we thought we'd give you all a good start for the week and give us a start for the week these guys are leaving thursday yep thursday thursday morning bright and early for the 400 so the 400 saga is going to continue they're going down to do some more investigative work at uh uh the 400 sorry i got sidetracked somebody sent me a message but uh that's going to be an interesting time we're uh going to let them guys do their thing down there i might leave them alone this weekend because i got some other things going i think we're going to start jumping off into uh the ghost side of things for a little bit but uh in saying that guys how you doing holding it together doing good uh, I do got to say one thing. Uh, I had the great opportunity to get and see the videos last night. Uh, everybody knows that uh, Shane is a MMA fighter. Well, Randy's daughter is an MMA fighter, and she won her second professional bout last night, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I don't give her no lip. <laughs> she actually, And the way she won it is the other fighter would not continue. Uh, I will say this being a, uh, crippled up ex kind of fighter. If you want to say that she was laying it down, <laughs> she was whooping the tar out of her. You got a mean left hook, man. She she over and over. <laughs> yes, she does. And, and the follow through with it, with her hips and her laying her spine and shoulder into it to me was just, just crazy. It was, it was good. But, uh, so, Hanobia Bigfoot Festival. We camped, what, about a mile from Hanobia, probably? Uh, maybe a mile, mile and a quarter. And we was probably, what, two miles from the uh, famous alleged uh, Siege of Hanobia? As the crow flies, yes. So we was right down in the thick of it. And uh, these guys got there a night before we did. So I'm going to step back and let these two kind of uh, – uh, talk a little bit about what happened to him the first night, and then and and then when I get when I come into the picture, I'll uh, I'll say a little bit. But uh, Randy, whenever you want me to play the uh, your you know first thing you really need to do is give a little bit of history about that 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 area, and we definitely want to talk about your video from two thousand and six. So let's just roll right into that if you want to. Okay. Well, I I'd, I'd, I'd like to have Shane go ahead and start out because uh, this is only his second time up there, and I've. Spent 15 years up there, uh, off and on. Yeah. Several well, times a year. What so, I was, we just need to bring that Ridge Walker video in. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Well, I, so I was just going to go and let Shane get his take on what, it, you know, what, what his thoughts just going into the place. Uh, and then we'll, we'll segue into what's going to yeah. start, start the whole process after yeah, that. It would work out good too, because Shane's got that first day, you know, he went down the, went down and uh, found the trackways and found all that evidence. So that would be good that, because that leads right up into the video that you shot and then it leads into the rest of it. So, well, that, that, that didn't happen until the next day. Uh, I just wanted to get his impression of the, of the, air. you know, he's been doing Bigfoot for a long time and he, he knows Bigfoot areas. So that's what I was, I just wanted him to give his overview of going into the area. Well, especially from the, from the Tallahena side or, or 259 when you, when you start coming up out of those little towns and into that mountain, how many freaking miles you have to go before you even get to Honubi and it's yeah. nothing but woods. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, I'd been to Honubi uh, two years ago. It's actually when we met and uh, you know, we've been uh, communicating ever since. And I had actually went up to uh, this ridge, th this exact ridge uh, with Randy two years ago. I didn't get to spend the night up there. I just went up to hang out and, and chat with him and uh, you know, trying to get to know him a little bit. Um, it's, you know, this, this place is out in the middle of nowhere, high ridges run through the area. Uh, they go for miles and miles. It has everything that these things could possibly need to, to like literally live there. Um, they wouldn't even have to, to move, you know, from place to place there. There's, there's uh, freshwater streams that run through there's, you know, high ridge lines. Um, some of them, you know, peak out uh, and, and are very, very steep. Lots and lots of wooded area. I mean, just trees. There were areas that, that Randy drove me through or, or around where you couldn't even see through the woods. It's the middle of the day and you look through the woods and it's pissed dark because yeah. it's so, so thick. Um, I A couple of these spots, I've never seen forest that was that thick. And I've I've been, and I've I've been in many many states, um, but this was definitely the thickest woods I've ever seen. Like a person would have a hard time getting through it. It was so thick. Um, beautiful place, man. Uh, you know, just the weather was great. Um, this place that 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 you know Randy took us. He's been going there for for years and had consistent activity uh, throughout the years, and so I was excited to go there and, and stay for you know four days up there with him and meet you guys, of course. Um, but more than anything, I was excited to be there just because of the things that have happened in the past. There, Randy's captured some good evidence from this exact spot where we camped in the past, and. Uh, the fact that the things we're going to get into, not only did they corroborate, um, you know, what Randy's had in the past happen there in, in footage in audio that he's gotten in the past. Um, but it even goes a little deeper than that. Um, the, you know, we, we have new evidence that come that not only corroborates the past, but like just to the T like um, trees that he has in his past footage, are uh are you know gonna be in this story also like particular trees it's it's just it's almost stupid crazy you yeah. know 
Yeah, it, it floored me. It floored me. Yeah, we're not, we weren't disappointed. You know, even the, there's been lots of times I've gone up there in, in the past and, and had lots of dry days where things just didn't take place. But I wasn't disappointed in this trip. And just the way I like it, especially when I take people who haven't been there before to have things happen the first night. And it was pleasant to have somebody as intelligent as Shane, who's such a, such a woodsman, because I'm not a woodsman and I've, never been able to go in the woods and find sign because I, I'm not that good at it. But to have Shane be able to go in and, and verify things and then have that backed up with Gary taking him down. So that really, we're going to get into that. And it's, it really lays together nicely. And, and we've got the audio to show that there was something hanging around the outside of our camp that first night when it was just me and Shane there, uh, it made itself known, you know, throwing rocks and uh, Shane was able to find where that, happened the next day so that's what we're going to get into is kind of exciting oh yeah yeah uh buck babcock was saying uh holy crap i didn't know the woods was that deep we had that deep buck i've been running them mountains and hills down there my whole life and uh there's areas down there that would make the uh movie uh what was that uh burt reynolds played in uh yeah, there's areas, uh, Deliverance, there's areas uh, in the woods down here that makes that place look tame. I mean, I mean yeah, this was worse than Deliverance. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't. Shane looked, over, Shane looked over at me. We were in the Polaris. We were squeaking down some pretty rough trails, and he just looked over, and he's, he just looked at me, and he, his eyes were a little bit big, and he's just like, look how dark that is. And you look over and you only see trees because you can't see through them. Yeah. They were so dense that that you couldn't see you could see maybe 10 foot because it was all completely blocked out with with trees yeah super dark super dark and uh, like you would you would it was so thick that you wouldn't think that something that was eight to nine foot tall and you know three and a half four foot wide shoulders could even get through it you know that particular spot it was uh it was just it was amazing just a different type of different type of wooded there than uh, than I've seen before. Well, I'm hoping now that you know now that we've gone up there and experienced this. I mean, it, it's not the same experience that we get from the 400, and it's it's actually unique in its own way from a lot of areas that I've been, even in the Pacific Northwest. But it's and it, it's a it's a real enjoyable. It's more of a relaxing research trip where you can actually just go up there and enjoy camping, and they and then these things come around. It's 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 kind of a fun break away from our normal hard work research where you go out and do a bunch of hard work to try to get things to happen. This here, you just go up and camp and, and, and have friends come along and it yeah. becomes just a, a, a fun outing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Randy, 2005, correct? Yes. 2005, we were up in this particular spot. We picked this spot because it had rained for several days. And the place that we were going to go before, which was in a low-lying low area where I had a close tree knocking incident with my wife and daughters, I wanted to go back to there. And I had a friend with me. It rained really heavy for a few days, so it was really wet and mucky in some of those low-lying areas. So we, we couldn't get to the area that I wanted to get to. So off the cuff, we had to decide, well, where do you want to go? So we started thinking about, well, the Humphreys cabin is in this location. The the dumpsters are in this location. You know, if they're going to the dumpsters, which we'd heard a few stories that they were, 
not confirmed by me, but just a story or two. So we put that, we put two and two together there and just behind the dumpsters, you know, a couple of hills, a couple of ridges back, we found a logging road that we went up and, and found a good level spot. And we just kind of tucked it and we said, well, this is a good spot. Nobody, it didn't look like anyone had ever used it for camping. But, so we cleared a few trees and that's where we started camping. And, and we'd actually camped there for, you know, a little while before I got, we got this video that we called the Ridgewalker video. Yeah. And uh, it, it just, it, the, the, what's interesting is this is this the activity that we're trying to confirm is an activity that, that I thought, I thought to myself when this happened and, and, and it was caught coming across that Ridge and it's called the Ridgewalker video, whole nubby Ridgewalker video. You can look it up on YouTube. Uh, it's just a little speck of a of an upright creature walking between the trees as the sun's setting behind that hill. So so it's tough to see, but you can see something worming its way through the trees there. And uh, had an expert look at it and blow it up, and the figure was completely reddish brown. Uh, he said he said there was a possible youngster with it at its feet because it looked like it either stepped around or stepped over something, or or had something at its feet. So that I can't confirm. I can just tell you that that's what was told to me by the person examining the footage. And uh, so it's interesting that the, the this creature used the top of that ridge just across the road and and higher elevation than where the campsite was, which would of course give it the tactical advantage. And in my mind, it, it took me a couple years to think about it because I'd taken people up there and showed them where it was taken. But it, in a couple of years, I thought, I wonder if uh, Bigfoot has used that same trajectory before. I wonder if it would use it again. I mean, I'm not a hunter. I'm not a tracker. I don't know any of that stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dumb. But but my logistics are OK. So I was thinking why would it not use the same trajectory over and over again if it never got caught? If, if, if it was comfortable in 2005 walking that ridge, looking down at the campsite, I'll bet you it's done it before. So there was one time I went up there and camped and I took a game camera and I w walked on the other side of the road and I found a tree and I put the camera away from the campsite facing down that hill and, and, and I put it high enough up on the tree because I didn't want to catch any deer heads or deer ears or deer horns. So it was probably six and a half, seven feet up on the tree. And I caught two pictures uh, and two, two pictures. One was hair where some it looked like a shoulder of hair walking by the camera, which is still pretty amazing because of how high the camera was. And then the second picture looked like a palm was like this over the lens. And you can see the fold in the skin. Uh, of of this uh, old leathery type skin palm over over the camera, uh, so those are the two pictures I got, and of course I was excited because I was thinking, okay, that that's a little verification that two years later, three years later, something came across that ridge on a night that I was camping there, almost in the same trajectory as as the Ridgewalker video, and so I don't think much more about it. I'm just like, all right, I got some more evidence, and then. It, 10 years later, 12 years later, here we are. And then this, what happens this time, which really it floors me because it confirms with what I thought to begin with. And Shane can tell the same thing from even yeah. before his area, before the 400, he was doing the same things, even if he wasn't even thinking of it, thinking of it that way, because he was thinking of setting his own patterns. Of, of a hiking trail and, and sitting on the same log and doing the exact same things over and over again. And 
but their responses showed that they are pattern orientated themselves. Yeah. And they would go to the same spots to watch him and they would hide in the same cubby holes on the sides of the creek. And 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 those were confirmed by him in his area. We were going along the same trajectory. He and I were going along the same trajectories without even knowing each other and coming up with the same conclusions. And fortunately, he with his skill, he and, he and Gary both uncovered that it is going on right now, last weekend, in the same exact spot. Now, that, that's what's amazing. You got like 15 years of evidence, you know, off and on in this place, in the same spot, in the same place, and using, uh, you know, on the same side of the ridge. It's, yeah. It's when crazy. you talk about the vastness, the vastness of this area, to be able to pinpoint a trajectory of where they're walking over and over again in 15 years and catch multiple multiple evidence from that same trajectory that's huge because it's going to tell other researchers that they can use that same thought process to try to work with these creatures knowing that once you find a pattern that they're using they're going to it seems like they're going to use it over and over again as long as you don't interrupt that pattern right yeah now, uh, one thing I wanted to kind of touch base. Now, Shane, when you and Randy met, wasn't wasn't this video kind of one of the things that drew you towards Randy and the situations here on this ridge? I had never actually seen that video at that point. Oh, okay. I, I actually got to see that video um, while I was up on the ridge with him the first time, I believe, when I came oh, up to okay. visit and hang out. And, uh, and, you know, of course, I was pretty excited to even be up there you know, seeing, seeing some evidence being taken from there in the past, uh, two years ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, uh it's real interesting folks. I'm going to go ahead and play this video and, and let y'all, uh, uh kind of get an idea. And what was cool is when they, they went up there and then I came up the next day, we was able to actually see the sunset on the same trees and on the same, actually re almost recreate this. We didn't send anybody out because it was getting to be a, uh, we had a, so much other stuff going on, but we was able to, I was a, even with my own eyes able to verify that we was sitting in the same spot and it was, uh, it was quite the experience, but let's play this right quick. And now when you hear this, y'all might hear a wood knock. Now, if I recall right, what Randy, was that you doing the wood knock? Yes, yes. Further down the hill where you see the camera, our tents were actually on the back side of this camera. It was sitting on a tripod on the back side of our tents facing uphill, and we'd let it run all day long. We probably had about 10 hours of video because you never know when you're going to catch something. So it was just running all day long, and I, our, I was actually hitting a tree with about three-minute patterns with single knocks. So that's what you're going to hear is me hitting the tree when this thing yeah. comes into view. And one thing, too, I wanted to bring up uh, now, folks, when you see this on this ridge, me and Shane uh, have both been out and, and through this territory. This is not easily traversable terrain. This area is in in our my past. We have used a scale from one to ten. One being, say, uh, walking across your living room floor. A ten would be climbing, say, Mount Everest. And I would say this terrain was about probably a seven wouldn't you shane would you kind of agree with that now once you get out once you break that that ridge line and start heading down yeah. it's not 
Yeah, it's uh, it's not an easy track for sure. No, it's not. Shane about had to catch me a couple of times. <laughs> well, it's much easier going down and almost impossible to come up. Yeah, we didn't even try. To, I didn't. Even, I told Shane I ain't even trying to climb back up that. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll play it right quick and let you guys kind of check this out. It's interesting. Kind of watch right in here, guys. If y'all see my mouse moving here. Then you'll hear me do another tree knock and it comes right back up right where it dropped over the edge. It'll come right back up like it went over the edge and stopped. And then when I do another tree knock, it comes back. I, I love seeing that again, man. I it just really puts things in perspective watching it again after being there and and um, being over there, you know, where that where that thing was. Yeah, it, it's definitely. Uh, of course, in, in uh, folks, you got to understand too the the actual fauna of the area had changed. Uh, the, it was actually a little thicker now than it was then. Uh, when I say fauna, everybody knows, you know, floral and fauna, the trees and, and brush. But, it, it, yeah, it, it definitely opens up a whole new aspect. I had seen this video before, too. But when you get down there, it adds a whole new dynamics. And then in saying that, let's uh, y'all. Well, before, before, before you get into what Shane discovered the next day, we've got to first listen to the audio that we got that first night. What I was just fixing to roll into. Now, now, there were a lot of acorns falling. You could hear acorns hitting yeah. my truck and following, and those made a little plasticky sound like an acorn would make. But there were clearly some some things in there that were hitting the the uh, the logging road or the, the the road right in front of my truck. Yeah, and, and flat ground that clearly were rocks, and and it was confirmed. If you hear, let, uh, Gary will play some of those, and th yeah. that happened. Thursday night yeah. when Shane and I were there alone, which is what made him go over there looking because of the rock activity we were having. And then, of course, what he finds the next day confirms this. Yeah, and I just want to kind of set this up, too. Um, Randy's truck was was pulled in backwards, so the, the front of the truck was facing the logging road. Uh, we're on the north side of the logging road, and um, his parabolic mic is set on the hood of your truck that night, correct, Randy? Yes. With no dish on it, um, it's it's in a, a plastic in a plastic box basically, and um, so when you're hearing this stuff, um, know that this is all happening right next to the road, literally right next to the road. Yeah, uh, probably 10, 12 feet from the front of the truck, maybe. Uh, I, good guess, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think that some of these rocks that we heard hit are literally hitting the trees right next to the truck. That's my personal thought because they were bouncing off and landing on other rock, which you'll hear. Okay. I'll go ahead and play the longer one. Good one. <laughs> you get lackadaisical in the middle of it, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> that was uh, now the, you sent these to me in uh, uh, sequential order, right? Yeah. So that was earlier in the night, and then. That was the one that I claimed you could hear it hitting branches. Now, I think uh, you got one more from the first night, and then the, the last two was from the Saturday night that we was there, right? Probably, yes. Okay, so this was from the first night. Yeah, that was the one that you could hear it going through the branches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, and that was all the the first night that was there. And then, so kind of, now y'all was asleep when all this stuff happened, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah we, we we tried to stay up, but we, you know, I'd driven all day, all morning. Yeah. I, got, I got up at five in the morning to get to his place. And so, yeah, we were kind of tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, and then saying that, now here's. The interesting part of it, the reason I asked you that is because the first night that we was there, we stayed up, you know, we all stayed up, me and Shane, uh, we stayed up until what, 4.30, 5.30 in the morning? 4.30, yep, I, I, I climbed in the tent at 4.30. And I, and I mean, we had, I, I don't mean to be going too far ahead, I'm just going to say this and we'll come back to it. We had some activity like farther out, but we didn't have nothing real close like this. But well, I also must say, even though I, I didn't do the recording until we climbed in the tent and was going to go to sleep, that's the, that's when I set up my recorder. But prior to that, we heard some nice wood knocks 
yeah. around us up on the ridge. And, and clearly there was some distance between the knocks. We heard yeah. three. We heard one to the east, to the west, and then in the center, all up on ridges around us. So at least at that instance, there was at least three that yeah. we know of because of the, yeah. the separation of the knocks. Yeah. But but once again, the the Knox was not in the in the immediate vicinity of the camp. They was you know a little bit farther out. Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were distant. Yeah. Pertaining yeah. to that question, um, we don't know, and uh, you know, it could have been other groups out there doing Knox or something. But um, when when it happened, they were back to back to back. You know, as if uh, you know there was three different locations being uh you know like the knocks were were being done back to one another but that's not to say that it wasn't some other you know researchers out there due to the festival and whatnot could be uh but even though i was doing knocks when the video was taken originally in 2005 i have since stopped doing those kind of things i don't do those things anymore so i don't i don't do whoops i don't do calls and we don't do tree knocks because we don't want to interfere with them communicating with themselves. So we didn't do any this night when it was me and Shane. So, yeah. so our knocks wouldn't have elicited any response from any other researcher or anything like that. So it was just, and it was, I mean, it was late and yeah. we never heard any, a lot of times you'll hear vocalizations. You can tell as people we're like, okay, there's some people up on that Ridge. They're doing some calls or something like that. And it's not, a tree knock and then nothing but silence forever. People are a lot more animated than that. They'll, they'll yeah. make multiple calls and do multiple knocks and you'll hear them yapping and talking. And so that none of that ever happened. Well, also in saying that, that goes right back to what I was saying about the general vicinity, the immediate vicinity of the camp where that stuff was thrown was not thrown from a long distance. I don't think because we know no. what direction they came from and we know that terrain, Buck, that terrain drops within say 20 yards of a lateral forward pattern. It drops at least 150 feet in straight. Well, down. I mean, also, also the location of our campsite, it's basically one way in. Yes. And, and then it spider webs into places on the ridge. But who if anybody was there, then they would have had to come by our campsite. Absolutely. Never did. And 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 in also saying that, of course, now folks, you need to understand that I wasn't there the first night, but I got there that next day. This is not the kind of terrain that the average human I mean, I'm not saying that it can't be done, but I'm pretty dang good in the woods. If I had my uh, my mental ability and Shane's body. I might could get up on that hill, but these guys are pretty sharp and you're not going to be traversing this terrain at night without making a bunch of noise, without having rock falls. When you start coming up that hill, I mean, it, I was avalanche after avalanche and I was trying to be careful going down the hill in the daytime. I would hate to be trying to come up that hill in the nighttime i you you would not be able to do it without kicking a few stones and it, and them rolling down and you would hear them in the whole three days that we were there other than mark ziggler's six-wheeler uh 
I think there was a white truck. I think one time a white truck came through in the late afternoon. Yeah. And what they do is it, you can tell they're just looking for a place, whether they're looking for a place to camp, I don't know. But they went by us and went on up the ridge. And I knew that the ridge dead ended or some of the trails turned into where you're, you're not going to get a vehicle. It just It's just barely a four-wheeling trail. So I knew they'd be coming back out. And sure enough, 30, 40 minutes later, they come tootling back out because they realize there's not a, there's not a whole lot for a vehicle to be getting into up on that ridge. Yeah. Well, now in saying that, Buck, I'm in response. Uh, Shane, the next morning, you got up and, and started looking over there, right? Yeah, so we got up and uh, had some breakfast, and um, you know, I stretched my old body out, and I went across the road. And after you know, Randy had to, we heard we were hearing things off and on throughout the night, the, the previous night, but um, you know, after. He discovered this stuff on the audio. I immediately went across, and within, I mean, just a few minutes, I found I I I was onto a a, tra a trail. I was onto a trackway. Um, I showed you the that first track that I found. Yeah, that first real good compression track, and um, it was literally you know thirty foot off the logging road. Absolutely. And uh, so you know, I took off doing my thing and following it and um, not even thinking about, you know, Randy's past Ridge Walker video or the trail cam footage that he had, he had gotten before. I was just, I was, you know, my mindset when I get to track and my mindset is only on the track. I'm doing. You, you know how it is. You have to be very detailed in what you're looking for. Um, sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll, if you're not paying attention to the small details, you'll lose a, a you'll lose a trail quick. So this thing, um, the first track that I found, the first real good compression track was, you know, just a couple foot from pretty much the biggest tree on that side, mm -hmm. which which also makes sense. You know, um, that was as close as the thing could have gotten and, st and, and stayed hidden was behind that particular tree. So this thing um, from there now, now I want to I want to re remind you, too, that this trail that I got on was the individual leaving. Um, I never picked up on the trail of where it came in. Yep. But but I but this was the trail that that it took leaving the premises. So um, it curved around, kind of went to the east, and and then it made a you know it goes around this tree, makes a hard right turn, almost you know almost a ninety, and it cuts back and is going you know kind of an angle down down the ridge line. Uh, one of the peculiar things that I started noticing right away is that there were small breaks on both sides. And that's something that I've never found before. Um, when I'm tracking these things, it's typical to find small breaks, but it's typically on one side, you know, which is always kind of made me think, well, this one, this trackway that I'm on, this one was right handed because all the breaks are on the right side um, or they're all on the left side. This one had small breaks going on both sides, which kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. Um, it had me wondering if it had trailed its its own trail back down, and maybe it came up that direction and went back down the same exact you know pathway it took. But uh, that's a whole nother deal. So I'm tracking this thing, and it's uh, it curves back and is headed to the west now, and then it gets to a point and uh, it heads it heads south. And just as it heads south, you know, I'm, I'm taking my, my film this whole process. So it, it really we'll be uh, releasing all this too. But 
as it turns south into this um, this little ravine that comes down off the side of this this place. Off to my left, a rock comes flying up from the from the east, the southeast. It's a tree about forty foot from me. So I immediately stop what I'm doing and I go over and sit on this, or I set the camera up on this log and I I sit out from in front of the camera, just kind of waiting and hoping maybe another rock would come flying in, you know. Caught me a little off guard because I was in the moment, you know, in my in my tracking mindset. Uh, so I spent about 20, 20 minutes there and I, I, I got back to what I was doing and I tracked this thing all the way down this ridge. I spent about, I don't know, about four hours altogether probably over there. Um, can, I, can I interject for a second? Sure, sure. Uh, what, the, what the listeners need to know is that Shane did not change one action that he does not do in the 400. That's exactly what he does in the 400. When activity starts and rocks start getting thrown at him, he usually calms himself down. He'll set down. He'll he'll let let things play out and 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 he just pays attention to what's going on. So what he did there was no different than what he does in the 400. Yeah, yeah, it's a mainstay definitely. So I tracked this thing all the way down to the creek that runs at the bottom of this ridge line. Um, you actually cross this creek twice, if I remember correctly, coming up the logging road. And um, so once we got down to the creek, um, I kind of lost its 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 trail from there. Um, I didn't I didn't go to the other side of the creek and look too hard at that point. Um, my more going back up and um, you know taking a better look at the things that were close closest to the road, the trail the trail that was closest to the road. So throughout this whole process, there was probably, I don't know, 30 small breaks along the whole trackway, um, which is more than I usually find. Uh, most of the time on one that I get onto that for that long, you'll find three or four, but this thing was pushing limbs. There were spots where, you know, three limbs were, were together, pushed back and moved out of the way. Um, this thing was clearly not taking its time. Um, there were, there were several, several spots where it had slid even. Um, and, and I don't see that a lot with these things either. They seem to be very sure footed. And, uh, of course this is kind of some steep terrain too. You know, we were sliding me and when I took Gary back out, me and him were doing some sliding here and there, but so I go back up and, uh, you know, I, I talked to Randy about it and, um, so I took Randy over and I start, sh I show him where I picked up on this. And literally you can see where this thing probably stood and was possibly throwing the rocks from straight to trajectory. I mean, the, the, the microphone was literally pointing straight into this area where this thing had been. And, uh, so I take Randy back over and, you know, we're, we're following it back to where it does the cutback. And, and Randy is like, uh, Shane, this is the exact tree that my trail camera was on in 2006, uh, where I where I captured the shoulder and in the palm over the camera. The exact so this thing walked right by the same exact tree, took the same trajectory that it had taken back in 2006 and probably 2005 also. Uh, that Ridgewalker video that you watch, um, I walked right through there. Like literally, I track the track that I was on 
took almost the same exact path that that you see it take in that video, which is which is to me amazing. You know, here we are in 2019, and that was back in 2005 and six, and um, to to know that we had one come in and basically take the same path. Like I'm, I'm willing to almost bet that back then when he caught the Ridgewalker video that came up and probably followed almost the same trail, you know, not saying that there was a trail there um, because there wasn't a good worn trail, but I would be willing to bet that this thing, when it, when it left the premises, that it probably went close to the same way that I tracked this thing down all the way to the Creek. It just and, and this is looking from the looking at the video that he captured way back then. You know, it's it's you're we're seeing the same exact thing on that video that I was able to track here in 2019. That that being that far apart is just almost mind boggling to me. And, and it goes back to these patterns that we seem to find that they seem to follow, like these things get in. They have patterns and they will stick to them until something stops them from, you know, keeping that pattern. It was, it was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. And then of course, um, the next day, you know, Gary and his guys show up and um, I was able to take Gary and Gary is an ex-military tracker. Uh, very, very well versed. When I took him out, he was actually, he was actually picking up something, picking up on some things that I had actually missed. You know, I'm, I'm self-taught. He's trained and it, and, and it showed. Um, so I, I got up a few things from Gary, which was awesome. But it was really nice for me to be able to, as a tracker, to be able to take another tracker out the next day and, and show him this and have him, have Gary confirm everything that I that I went through the day before myself. Just let me know when you're ready. <laughs> What's your take on that, Gary? At some point, you're going to have to give your input on what you saw in the track. Yeah, where? absolutely. You were there, so you need to well, speak on it too. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to get a little bit different approach than you are. You guys are now, guys. Everybody needs to know these two guys are very good friends of mine, but I had never met these guys face to face, and I have never been out in the woods with them. And I'm a very uh, uh, how would we say? I would almost say uh, pessimistic about a lot of things. But when we stepped off his trail, and everybody that knows me knows that I'm real big into video and audio. But man, when it comes to tracks, I, I just get very excited. And before I go any further, I do want to say that it was very nice to be able to walk side by side with somebody that's just as excited about tracking as I am. But the first thing that I noticed when we stepped off of the the uh, hardtack what i call it out into the scrub brush into this thing about 10 feet in was the tree that shane was talking about the, the the big tree that you could see that this thing was standing behind well the first thing i'm doing i'm following shane and the first thing i did when i got out of the truck is i made everybody in the group show me the bottom of their feet i mean i'm a tracker that's what i do and everybody's kind of especially randy was kind of looking at me like what the hell are you doing and i wanted to be able to recognize everybody's trackways well then the next thing i do when i step into an area i start watching how they walk and especially shane because i was following him and i noticed that shane on level ground has about a three foot six to three foot seven inch stride at a normal pace and then when he starts going downhill he'll start shortening that stride and he always just like every other human does he drops in his foot in with a heel 
heel, what we call a heel plant, and then he'll roll forward onto the pad of his foot. And that's how humans, per se, uh, and other animals keep balance when they're heading down a hill. But we had just started down into it, and we seen the first tree, and, and Shane was showing me all that. And uh, now you got to also understand, folks, that he has shown me some of the video before we went down there. Uh, the first night that we got there. So I had a little bit of an idea what was going on. So we step off out there. I left my dog at the camp with uh, my wife because I didn't want my dog contaminating the trackways. And I started watching Shane. Shane moved very good uh, during the trackways. Uh, as soon as I stepped out there, I could blatantly see his trackway from the day prior. I could also see some of the tracks and the trackways and the decompressions of the leaves and the uh, plants and some of the blowouts from the moss on the uh, uh, I was looking for bottom sign, which was down low, and then I worked my way up, and I was noticing that he was always walking to the side of the trail. So he has definitely got some knowledge when he's moving through a, a trackway. And sorry, folks, I'm rambling, but this is what I've done for years for a living. But as we started moving through, we seen the first tree, and you could literally see it where it stand stood behind the tree and it also looked like it had shifted to its right where the because it had pressure blowouts on the right side pushing to the left and uh, in doing that the only thing that we could figure is he was maybe peeking out behind the tree or maybe he slid over that way when he did the throw then he turned and went back down the trail well as we regressed down the trail about another probably 10 to 20 feet uh, we started seeing, I seen definitely seen disturbances in the leaves where Shane had walked and, and because the patterns was so similar to what Shane was doing the day that I was watching him walk, the way he was twisting was, uh, Shane favors his left knee some when he's walking. So he has a little bit of blowout on his left inside foot. But, uh, any of you trackers will know what I'm talking about. But as we started moving on down, uh, I started noticing that that trail and him paralleling trail, and it was so wonderful with Shane. He was showing me stuff. I was catching stuff and he was, we was playing leapfrog, literally, uh, just moving through. And of course, by this time we're starting to get excited, but, uh, we come up to this other tree and it was like, me and Shane was talking about a bunch of stuff. And he goes, this is the only thing that's got me. I, I can't really figure out. He goes, of all these tree breaks, because we was looking at tree breaks and he had showed me a bunch and he's definitely right about it, how it was moving. It was, I have two theories on this and, 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 and Shane, I hope you don't get too upset if I say this, but I honestly think that when this thing was moving down, and the reason I say that is because of what I'm fixing to roll into. We came up on this big tree and kind of a, uh, not a clearing, but there's a bunch of little scrub trees around. And then we had about a 16 inch tree and he showed me this limb. He goes, I can't figure out why this limb's twisted this way. And I said, Shane, step down here and look what I'm, cause I had stepped down the hill and was looking back up at him. I said, look here. I said, if you're standing behind this tree and you reach up and grab that limb to pull it out of your way to peek around and he goes, oh my gosh, you're right. Well, that at that moment, it proved to me that this thing was far more intelligent in the way that it was moving. This thing was moving through the woods at night like a human would in the daytime. And that it just blew my mind about how this thing was working. So we turned instead of headed on down the trail. Now, folks, when, when, when I say this, I counted my steps down that trail, down the mountainside. You do got to understand that it was a very steep trail and was down the mountainside and I'm kind of crippled, but I, I took over 792 steps. So I figured that with my pace count, my pace count on level ground is about three foot, three inches on steep terrain like that. I'll shorten it up about 16 inches. So I figured we followed this trackway 
on average about 600 yards now it's not 600 yards down to the creek where we went this was us you know tracking back and forth finding the tracks so that's the, just the pace count that i took but in going down so we figured uh, shane could probably verify that it's i figured distance as a crow flies that that creek's what 300 yards away probably yeah down yeah. So as, as we're heading down the trail, I'm noticing as we're heading down the trail that there are no other trails, just like he said. And we're kind of lacing back and forth and coming back and forth. And then we started talking about the, the snaps on either side of the trail. And I'm like, holy crap. I got at the bottom of the trail. I'm like, that explained, because Shane had expressed to me, I've never seen breaks on both sides of the trail. And I looked at Shane and I said, hey, when we got down close to the creek, I said, do you think that this thing could have used the same trail going up as it did coming back. And it was like, holy moly. You know, we both kind of looked at each other. I said, because I have not seen no other sign except for where it stepped off, you know, uh, shifting to go around a tree, uh, a brush a little bit. This thing was so articulate that it was literally stepping over what I call tagalongs, uh, the vines that comes across the trail that just got briars on them. It was literally, so this thing moving at night could see as well or knew that terrain well enough, no where to step and where not to step but as it, it was almost as it was leaving in the patternistic the way that i seen it now this is only in my opinion when it was coming up the tr trail all the blowouts minimal blowouts nothing pushing back because usually when you step on a stone and you're climbing your your the stone will push forward into the hill and then start dragging back so when you look at the dirt impression underneath it it'll be deeper where the first impact is and then it gets shallower as it comes back if you're coming down the hill it will be just the opposite so in saying that i, I noticed that all the there was a lot less of that kind of evidence it, so it was a lot slower and a lot more method uh what's the word i'm looking for methodical, methodical coming up the hill and then as it come back down it was in a little bit more of a hurry i don't know if they had alerted on it or or something like that but we get down to the creek and i looked at shane i said man i'm, I'm fat and i'm crippled up i can't get down there. i ain't going back up that hill so we started down the we just walked back up the trail but the snaps the you could literally tell and, and people laugh at me when i say this but you go out in the woods and you do this you reach up and you grab a tree limb if anybody can see what i'm doing you grab a tree limb and you break it off with your hand like that and you look at the breaks and you look at the texture and the rip out what we call the rip out when that tree limb breaks it will literally stretch the tendons i mean the fibers in the branch and start bending it down well when you break it with your hand like this it will stretch the the fibers in the tree down but when you hold it with your hand like this and snap it with your thumb it holds those fibers a lot tighter so it, it's it's a lot it's not ripped out as much me and shane was seeing a bunch of that and it was literally so cool to be able to discuss this stuff with 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 shane and and him being able to you know verify it back with me i'm like holy crap let's see well, I'm sure while y'all were having these revelations and, and intellectual discussions, I was probably up having a grilled cheese at the campsite because uh, that's about as deep as I get into tracking. <laughs> <laughs> it, like I said, guys, I'll, I'll get to rattling on it. Y'all don't, don't want to hear all that. But I, I, I will say this in layman's terms. I totally support everything that Shane said. I, I seen a lot of evidence on that trail. Now, folks, we have more more things that happened and that we've seen of others. But on that trailway, that trackway, 
everything that stepped through and and i have to say this and it's the only way i know how i am very like i said kind of pessimistic my thought was well i could have came in and the trackway could have been manipulated but when i seen how shane was moving through the woods unless he ultimately changed his technique which is very hard to do because a physical body moves in a physical way at a physical size and physical stature whatever we was tracking was a lot a lot bigger than what shane was stepping it had a longer strides it had bigger blowout pressure points it was pushing the stones in deeper to the ground it was breaking the logs we found one track and I, we forgot about that shane that one yeah. track where it broke that stick and that stick was almost two inches in diameter and, and one thing i'll give shane on his and i'm not tooting his horn because i don't need to uh it was so cool because like he said he's a self-tracker but he showed me where it had compressed a couple of vines into the ground and he says you know these have changed since i seen them yesterday and as soon as i seen the vines and the compression ways and, and seeing that he had mentioned that i said yeah they're about they're about 26 hours old and he's kind of looked at me funny and i said with different types of vines and different types you got to take into account the humidity in the air and how much moisture is in the ground i said but they spring back at a certain rate and he was like yeah you're right he goes you're right and so we it was just so cool being able to track down through there but this trackway was so interesting to the point that it like he said it it didn't go straight down the hill but it dang sure was moving at night like it knew where in the heck it was going. Either that or it's got the best nighttime vision of anybody I've seen. I mean, yeah, it, it, at times through that trackway, you know, it, it's like it's it, its steps were very calculated. Yes. And, and and for that to be at night, you know, depending on how fast this thing was moving, it it, almost, yeah, it tells you that it had to have known that terrain really well. And for me, you know, after – I, I went down this trackway the first time and took Randy over there um, and, and Randy, you know, I'm showing Randy this, the, the upper part of it. And when he says, that's the tree that my trail cam was on for me, that was just, and that moment was mind boggling for me just because of the time, you know, that there's what there's 15 years within this with, you know, between these 14, 15 years between these moments and, and here we are looking at the same tree. This thing walked through the same spot, the same area as it did as another subject or possibly the same, who knows, that long ago. Um, and, and that just leads into, you know, the research that we're doing now and the patterns that, that we find and that we see and that we try to use ourselves, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you talk about patterns where the the second night that we was there or the first night that we was there we stayed up all night and we heard you know the distant what we thought was wood knocks and stuff and then the second night we was there we was all wiped out i mean i know i was randy got pictures of me sleeping in my chair by the campfire but during the time that that we was all asleep and once again on the like i was talking about in the immediate vicinity of the the uh, camp once again and i've got them right here ready to play we had more rock tosses the second night it was like it waited until as soon as we went to sleep and hunkered down and it was in camp didn't it randy i mean it was just it was inter that that just seems to be the pattern i mean yeah how do you change that pattern it's just a just one of their patterns they they, they wait till things well 
what's interesting is when you get in the tent and settle down for the night, well, then there's nothing else to see. But 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 as long as we're out, they've got something to see. So, yeah. so they don't have any real reasons to throw rocks. I mean, it's happened before. I've had rocks throw while we were setting up in a chair. But but generally, they just they don't need to throw rocks because they're that, already watching you. Absolutely. Uh, and in, in saying that, these rocks, I mean, if you say, if you listen to the sound pattern now, if I do recall right, Randy, you moved the microphone the second night from on the hood to underneath the truck, correct? Sitting like right on, well, actually, I moved it out in front of the truck where it's sitting on the ground instead okay. of on the hood of the truck. So you moved it maybe six or seven feet? Yeah, from, maybe six feet in front of the car, front of the truck. Okay. Now, now, no, folks, in the same area. Still pointing in the same right where that that the Ridgewalker video was shot, right where we found the trackways. Now, guys, here's what blew my mind. You listen to the first ones, and we'll listen to these second ones right now. That was the first one. Whoa. <laughs> what was that? folks that's the paul harvey that's the rest of the story i thought that was an you when did you, you snuck that one in on me you tried to send you all the audio <laughs> did you not listen to him first no <laughs> <laughs> oh my god now you're gonna have to explain it to him you sicko <laughs> Before we go to that, I do. Uh, my whole point was look, that, Buck's already calling you out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, what, dang it, now y'all got me sidetracked. The rocks was coming for it, sounded like we, you know, we can't confirm this because we didn't see the you know, actually see it happen, but it sounds like the rocks are coming from the same trajectory in the same area. Now, it, you would figure any kind of normal animal would not cross a multiple human track. If most animals, if they smell human scent, they head the opposite direction. This thing didn't give a crap. Uh, speaking of crap, didn't <laughs> didn't give well, a. You guys violated that whole ridge line going down. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It didn't yeah, yeah. mind it. And you were you were over there on the top end of it with with me. Also, so there there had been three of us over there before this batch of, of audio. Absolutely. Uh, multiple times. Okay, then when we came in camping, me here we go, right into the, the last sound. Uh, me and Dad, that's where we was going over there in, on that side of the road to uh, urinate. And yeah, and you were leaving some bodacious smells that they may have found attractive. <laughs> They might have. <laughs> I I had forgotten that the uh, I gotta tell it. <laughs> I had forgotten that the uh, now, folks. This is a high dollar parabolic microphone. <laughs> I stepped over on the other side of the Kurt Stanley. How are you doing? Uh, I stepped over on the other side of the road and was urinating. And of course, everybody knows what guys do when they're urinating. <laughs> Randy was in the tent with the headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> I cut that thing loose and you hear him in the background. Gross. What was that? Get, get down, baby. It's okay. Daddy's not. My dog is uh, sensing that I'm excited. He's trying to crawl up in my lap. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it physically hurt me. <laughs> yeah. It sure made me feel good better, though. <laughs> I can't believe you snuck that one in. <laughs> but no, back on the on the serious enough. Go lay down. Uh, back on the seriousness of it. Well, the, the re- but the reason I had the recorder turned on already is because I was tired. Plus, I wanted to be able to hear while you guys were sitting around the fire because the fire was a good distance from the logging road. Yeah. yeah. So, so if there was anything going on, if there was any movement, I wanted to be able to hear it yeah. even while y'all were around the campfire. Yeah, yeah, and and a very uh, strong. Uh, theory behind that because it, it's kind of cool because with us being behind the uh, parabolic uh you know you, with this I'm, and i'm telling you this this parabolic you can i, I swear to goodness you can hear a daggum katie dead landing on a leaf about you know 20 feet 30 feet away but uh it was it definitely it, it just blew my mind that on the second night that we're there of course i was already asleep i was wiped out uh we got the same sounds from the same area, not as many, uh, that they didn't care that we had violated, like you said, they, that we had violated those trails. They, they, they didn't care. They came right back up the same, same round. So to me, that shows a different level of intelligence from the animal, uh, the animal, well, the, the target species, excuse me. But, uh, it, to me, it blew my mind on that. Well, then we had some other stuff happening that I can't, we can't layer actually layer hand on it, you know, like the whole deal on the other side of camp with the, with the tent and all that. But I don't even know if y'all want to discuss that. I don't, I, I, I can't lay, we did find the trail over there, but we did, we did. Well, I mean, you're the, you guys are the ones who discovered it. And if, you know, if something came up that way that, well, that it, I didn't catch. Okay. breaks on the trail too. Uh, one of the one really really good compression on the trail also yeah um, you know uh, i couldn't necessarily tell where the, whether or not it came all the way up to the tent or not but there was definitely it come up partially up the hill yeah there was yeah. definitely yeah. a fresh trail there a fresh compression trail and we got to lay it out there because you never know if your dad if gary senior and robin's ever going to listen to this but there was some frolicking going on in that tent so I can't be sure that it wasn't them that moved the tent. Yeah, it was that. On a personal note, it was a great weekend. It was the first time me and my father had gotten to get out and camp, and and especially down in that area as a as a child, I would go with him all the time down there. But it was the first time we was able to get out in fifteen or twenty years, and and seeing him with his girlfriend, his new girlfriend, and and it was just a great trip all around. You know, we had good conversations, got to meet these two crazy yahoos and got some good evidence got and and now we can get into the the actual festival you know got to see a bunch of good folks at the festival but uh uh just great great trip all together but I, I do got to correct us if i recall right i think my hound dog found that trail behind the tent first he shane was like oh my god he's following the trail <laughs> yeah yeah after I, yeah after i got on it he uh he took off out in front of me and was all over it. Matter of fact, he went, you had to call him call him back in because he he yeah. took off down it. From what I could tell, he was staying right on it and headed down the damn ridge. <laughs> yeah, that's you've got to be real careful with him because he will he'll get he'll get out there. And I'm so afraid that he's going to get out there and and one decide to to take him home for dinner and uh, it would break my heart. Now, folks, in saying that, my dog is pretty finicky. 
and he's pretty ornery. Most of anybody that knows me knows my dog is very special. He's very specially trained. I don't want to hear about him and Shane's love affair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ran right past. He was like, hey, Randy, how you doing? Right straight to Shane. But uh, he did not bark one time the whole time we was out there unless we gave him the command. And uh, we had a lot of stuff happening, you know, and it, people's like, oh, how do you get him to do that? And I was like, a lot of training. But he, he'll let you know. He came up and he would alert to Randy and Shane and all of us, you know, hey, there's something over here. But uh, just a great trip all around. Now, I did want to reiterate, uh, I didn't even get a chance to talk to you a whole lot about it down there. Uh, Randy, when Shane went to town to get ice, you had texted me about you was here in Woodnox during the daytime. Uh, well, it was probably from the day before when, when Shane yeah, and I. It was, the day I was on my way down there. Yeah. Yeah. It was the three knocks. Yeah. Yeah. From the day before. Did you get a, did you get, you didn't get those on audio, did you? No. Cause I don't record until we get in the tent at night. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I was wondering, I didn't know if you still had them, but. Uh, well, what I'm, what I'm glad about is now I won't have to. I won't have to build the area up so much to try to get you guys to go next time. <laughs> well, in saying that, just say the word. I'm down. Man. In saying that now, most of you folks that listen knows my story about having my face to face encounter around Hanobia. I was, I had the great opportunity of being able to go back to that site for the first time since 2016. And I got to go with these two guys. And uh, I actually even, my wife stayed at camp because she did. It, she knows how bad it scared me and she didn't want to, you know, she, she it scared her too. But make a long story short, I got a little bit of credibility from, because I don't care what anybody says and I don't care what y'all think about me. There is times that after I had my sighting that I even doubted what I seen. But I got a little bit of credibility and a little bit of closure on the fact of being able to go up where I had my sighting, which is, what, about seven miles probably as a crow flies from where we was at, Randy? Yeah, five or seven. And be able to pull up on this trail where we was camping and Randy goes, I honestly think this is the same trail that I've done a bunch of research on and had stuff happen. And, you know, he I let him kind of tell a little bit more of that story, but it gave me a little bit of credibility that I, now that I know that they're in this area and we all know that they're all over that place, but it, it to me, it just made me feel better that, that I didn't, how would we say? Uh, confirmation. Yeah. Confirmation. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just an area, you know, back in 2003, when I first started this process, 2004, uh, I was going in, in there and the first, Honubby conference that I went to, it was it wasn't even a conference. It was just the festival. They had didn't even have a conference yet. But uh, but when I was up there, I would just find places to go. And I back then they didn't have any cell phone towers. So once you get into those mountains, you had no cell phone coverage. My wife never knew where I was. I'm insulin dependent diabetic. So I was probably the most stupidest person you ever want to meet as far as the way I would do my research, because I would go down logging roads as far as my truck would let me go. And nobody would know where I was. I mean, I could have had an insulin problem. I could have had a diabetes problem. But 
I never did, but I was just so determined. So I, I would do some pretty stupid things to, to try to see one of these things. Anyways, so I'm in that trail just where it bends around and starts to follow the all the way down to Honubby. It'll 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 head back south to Honubby. Yep. So right where that turns, I was still really afraid. I wanted to see one of these things, but I hadn't seen one yet. And, and I was, but I was still afraid of them, of seeing one, but I wanted to see one anyways. So I took a 28 foot ladder with me on top of my ladder racks, a couple of sheets of plywood and some two by sixes in it and some drills and some screws. And I spent all afternoon building me a tree house, probably 25 feet up in a tree made with two sheets of plywood. And I, I, I draped up tarps on the side and I was laying down up there with a, a little $300 night vision goggles that I was trying to see. And I had fruits and stuff set on my truck way down there that I was looking down at my truck using it as bait. I mean, I was dumb. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was really winging things, but I was doing some tree knocks and I would do a knock on the side of the tree and I'd just listen. And in the middle of the night, I did a tree knock. And off in the distance, I heard a responding tree knock and I got excited. So I'm up there in the dark and, and, and the gun that I had at the time was a, I'm going to, you're going to laugh. All you guys are going to laugh, but it was a 38. <laughs> so so, so, wow. you know, so that, that's how ignorant I was. Uh, so I, I think a 38 is going to protect me even against anything, you know? So anyways, you seen what I was carrying. I, I know, I know, but, but anyways, but this is, so I did it. So a little bit later, I did another knock. And I'm and I'm listening, so I hear a response again, but this time it was a little closer, and I was like, "Was that closer? No way, no, uh." -uh. So I'm up there in the dark. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, "Okay," and I wait ten minutes or so, and I hit the tree again, and this time I heard it, and it was closer. And I was like, "Okay, now that's closer. That is definitely closer." And so I never hit the tree again. I did not want it to get any closer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. I'm, I want to see one, but I, but but when I'm alone and I was, I was at the very beginnings and it, I was easily scared about stuff and I was like, okay, I I, I can't do this. I don't want to. I don't really want to see one down at, by my truck. So yeah. And this funny. ended up being bend from where Gary had his sighting. Yeah, it was within within probably a hundred yards of him. Wow. Yeah, that, that just blew my mind. Yeah, on the gun issue, I'm I'm going to hit it. Uh, that's usually a taboo subject for me, but I think it's important after meeting you guys. These guys know me now. Know when I go by myself, you can ask any of the SBA guys. I normally don't carry a gun. I carry a knife. The only reason I had a gun with me this trip is because my wife and my dog was with me. I and the, you can ask these guys. I left the I left the gun at, at camp ninety five percent of the time, or left it in the truck. I, I don't I don't think that unless you're shooting a fully automatic AR-15 because I know what I seen and I what how big I seen. Yeah, you're right, Randy. That 38 special ain't gonna do nothing unless you shoot him in the eyeball at three foot. I don't think a gun is gonna do any. And we had this discussion earlier uh, today, uh, the, the three of us. I don't think that uh, unless you got a fully automatic or a high-powered 4570 or something, you're not gonna you're not gonna tear one of these guys down. You might kill them eventually. Uh, I take a gun for snakes and hogs, and there are wild dogs in this country, down there in Hanobia and even down where I'm from, that will get you. I, I don't believe that the gun's on a – I don't think it's it's that it, – you take a gun out for your own personal gratification and your own personal uh, 
Well, yeah, I mean, I just said that because it's funny. I, yeah, went to a yeah. pawn, I went to a pawn shop, and yeah. I, I'm not a gun aficionado. I've never gone to a firing range. I don't know anything about them. I just went to a pawn shop at the very beginnings of this. I'd, I'd never even camped before. So yeah. when I started my Bigfooting stuff, I was as green as green can be <laughs> when it comes to knowing anything. I just wanted to see a Bigfoot, and so yeah. I was determined to see one. So I just thought it was funny that I get a 38 special. Yeah. Like that's gonna really do some damage to. Something. I love the I love the going philosophy that a bright spotlight, a bright flashlight, it works. And I, you know, with your bear spray idea, but yeah, it was it was cool to know that that Shane and I mean, excuse me, that Randy had uh, had this that close to to where I had my sighting, and it was cool to be able to take you guys out there. And and of course, I did get a little emotional. I wouldn't even let y'all film it. Uh, I got a little emotional because it, it was kind of, you know, it was, it was almost creepy. Oh, no, I, I filmed it. You just didn't know it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just I just played. I just played. It was hard. You know, uh, I noticed that, that, that Wes was on uh, and I got to give him, I got to say, you know, his experience was pretty, pretty dominant. I mean, pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy. And uh, it does. It has an effect on you. But what is this? Uh, ask Shane if he's come across Wayne's white Sasquatch. <laughs> not lately. Not lately, Daniel. Let's see. Big dog, oh, you know how to shoot, or you know how to shoot. I, I believe that you could probably do it. I don't think they're needed. I, I don't think uh, with what interaction I, me and Randy and Shane had this long talk over the weekend. I, I, I've never had a very aggressive encounter. I'm sure there's the possibility. I mean, it, hell, even my dog can bite you. You know, uh, I I just honestly don't think that a gun's going to do you any good if there's more than one. You better have a bunch of bullets and a special ops team out there fully armed because I, if they're going to want you, they're going to get you. But uh, what's the four? Pat Turner asked, what's the 400 documentary progress? So we're, we're about wrapped up with it. The uh, editing itself is done. Um, the, the final edit is complete. Uh, I'm in the process of recording some narration that, that I have to put in a few spots. And, uh, you know, once that's done, it, it it'll, will be up and running. Um, we are going to do we're going to uh, we, we've got a few people picked out that we're going to let pre-screen it. Uh, privately and, uh, you know, just get their take on it uh, just before we put it out. Um, there will be another teaser that we'll have coming out uh, just, you know, several, probably a few days before it, before it hits Amazon prime. So um, I'm looking at uh, a week and a half or so, and it should be up. Cool. And I'm, and I'm really excited about it, man. Um, you know, it, it, this first documentary, and this is just part one. You know, we already have uh, the second one completely filmed. We're finishing up the third one actually next Thursday when we head out. Uh, we'll be finishing up the third, the end of the third one, if everything goes well, that is. And um, this first one, five days of the footage and, and like all the meat and potatoes are cut. It's um, it's literally like there's not much of us hanging out, chit-chatting and, and, you know, hanging out around camp and stuff. It's literally just like uh you know over an hour of just evidence after evidence evidence after evidence um versus making it three hours long and leaving some of the personal moments in uh you know uh having stacy do it 
uh, we just decided to get down to the nitty gritty. And um, that's what I really want these documentaries mostly to be about. You know, there's some backstory that will come into play later uh, throughout part two and part three. Um, but for the most part, I wanted this first one just to be nothing but evidence because we got so much of it. I mean, there's, you know, different, there's multiple trackways there, you know, there's tracks that we casted, juvie tracks, there's, uh, you know, apple and app. We got apples that were bitten in half. We got, um, thermal right. footage and, right. and broke. yeah, yeah. Just, just one thing after another. So we, we literally cut it down to the nitty gritty and it's just, <laughs> A little over an hour of evidence, and that's it. And that's it. So I'm I'm really excited for people to see it. Um, you know, like I said, it's the first one, and it, things get better, definitely as as it goes. Awesome. I'm, I can't wait. I've been what little I've seen of it, of the evidence and the stuff that's in it, and 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 guys, that's actually very little. Uh, it is pretty impressive i mean it's just from an outside source these guys ain't paying me no money to do this and i'm not paying them no money to do this because this show is called poor boys for a reason and i don't want their money i don't want anybody's money but in saying that the, the evidence that they're pulling out of here and gleaming the facts and it, it, it and just talking to the guys is it, quite impressive to me just the 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 amount of interaction they're getting alone is is definitely worth a, a, a taking a look at yeah it's pretty amazing you know i've been living this for uh several years out there and, and being able to bring randy and chris and and um uh, uh dan nedrolo and you know i've had a, a couple other guys out there with me in the past and just uh for other people to be able to come out and experience this stuff with me has just been it's been awesome you know and and, and everything actually is heightened since I brought the other guys in and which, which definitely tells me that I picked the right people with the right demeanor, you know, and, and you, 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 Gary, you know how important that is to me. Yes, absolutely. And, um, it's, it's just been awesome, man. Every time I bring the guys in, it's like, we're, we're out there going for another ride, you know, like I go out there and do this myself. Um, you know, I don't go out there at night and take a thermal and hang out or camp out, you know, by myself out there at night. Um, I saved the camping from when we're all together because that's when everything really gets heightened, you know. Um, hell, my last video on my YouTube channel, you know, I, I I tried to give a little teaser to people of what's been going on and what we've been, you know, doing and some of the places where things have happened. I show those on the video, and at the end of, at the end of the video, um, there's literally rocks, you know, being thrown around me, and um, just before. Um, just before we went to Anobi, I was able to take Randy out and, uh, there's actually a possible figure in that, in that video itself. And I was able to take Randy out and put him in that position. And, uh, this black mask that is there is definitely bigger than Randy. And Randy was able to, um, pick up on some other things actually. And I'll just yeah. let him talk about that real quick. If you want to Randy, we have I was I was trying to I wanted Randy to go put himself in the position where this black mass was in the video that wasn't there and was there and wasn't there and was there. And uh, so I pointed it out to him and I went up the, the and then I'll let him take it from there. Well, basically, he, he needed me to stand in a spot where it looked like 
this black mass was standing. And so I went around a long way around and you could actually see where there was stuff pushed down, where something had come through there and pushed, pushed its way through. And so I just followed that and to where it ended and it ended right where this dead log was laying. And when I stood on this log, it put me right in the cubby hole of those trees where the black mass yeah. was. And looking down, I saw a rock that was sitting right there on top of the, the duff. And I called Shane to come in and look at it. And I was like, does that, I mean, that didn't look like it was sunk in. It didn't look like it was old. It looked like, and Shane picked it up and looked at it and you could see that there was moss on the rock. And it was one of the rocks from the Creek that has moss on it. So it was one of the Creek rocks. So he was having softball sized rocks thrown at him as he was walking up that road in that spot from whatever area, who knows. And there, here, here's a softball sized rock laying in that spot where the black mass was. So could it be, did it have, did it scoop up a couple of handfuls of rocks as it was coming through that brush to stop and throw rocks at him as he was, as he was trailing on up that road out of the area? And if so, then this evidence would show that indeed that may be what happened. Yeah, it was pretty cool to get Randy in the spot too. And, you know, I, I uh, shot some video. I tried to put myself in the same general area, um, you know, when, where I was when, when this footage was captured and, uh, Randy's not a small guy and this black mass that was, that was there is uh, a lot bigger than Randy for sure. A lot bigger. It's actually bigger than, than what I have seen out there. And so, you know, my inclination is that if it, if it was one of these guys, it was probably the big male, which I haven't seen. And, um, it, it's it's a it's a it's a very large black mass compared to him. So it was it's cool. Almost, to him it's, almost, it's almost a little unnerving to know that he, uh, he he's getting that close to you, you know, as you're walking through, and you didn't know it possibly within within uh, four or five feet, and uh, you know scared that rabbit out. So at least he was moving into that spot as you were moving by, uh, and if that's yeah. the case, then that's showing a different behavior than you've seen in the past. So you might, you might keep your head on a swivel at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, what, that's what we want, you know, out, out in the 400, it's, um, it's a case of just, uh, you know, at this point, letting, letting things happen when they happen. And, uh, we're not having to, at this point, we're not having to go out on these long hikes anymore. Um, they're, they're coming in around camp. Um, you know, we're, we're catching them a thousand yards from camp on these trails and on the, on the thermal at night. And, you know, like I said, we're headed out. Uh, everybody's showing up Wednesday night. Uh, Chris is flying in Dan Nedrelo, uh, professor Dan, he's driving all the way down from Wisconsin. Randy's coming in from Kansas and uh, here we go again, man. I'm just, I'm waiting for that time for that moment when we go at, when we go to the 400 and we're let down, you know, uh, every single time I brought these guys in, it's stuff happens and it's just amazing. You know, you don't expect that. And, um, so I know one of these times we're going to be let down. I've been let down out there, you know, out by myself many times, but, uh, these guys, it's, it's like an ace in the hole, man. Every time I bring these guys in, we get, we get good action and, and, um, if everything goes right this time. We'll be done with the third dog in. Right. And I always go in with the same mindset that I always expect, 
the most incredible things to happen. And and we 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 are planning for that. We we're we're going to set up a few things that we're planning for to hope to elicit some responses that that will get us a close uh, thermal video footage. That's my ultimate goal right now, and I'm sure it is yours too, because no one's gotten a, a thermal video at four or five feet. And I, I think it's possible here with the things that we're going to set up. So it's kind of like fishing. You go out and you fish, you're going to catch a bunch of average size bluegill and a couple of average size bass, but you keep throwing your line in, you keep throwing your line in every once in a while, you're going to catch that seven pound bass. I think that's what's going to happen out here at the 400. So far, we've just been catching regular size fish in the fact that there's something that happens every time we go out there. Now, approaching that juvenile, that's a five or six pound bass, but I think we're going to catch seven or eight pound bass in the, in the shape of a close-up thermal video of one because it's happening. They're coming into our camp. We've got some things that we're going to try to use as bait and set it up. Uh, but we, we keep dipping our line in and we're going to catch that big one. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it shocks the world. Yeah. We've got, we got some good, some good things we're going to try this time. And, uh, anything, you know, we get to be a little more lazy. That's, uh, that's kind of the cool thing about it. It was it, at first last year when we started, there was a lot of work we were putting in and uh, now we're, we're getting to be a little more lazy. We're, you know, we go a thousand yards from camp and that's about it. That's really all we need to go at this point, unless we're leaving and uh, you know, setting the stage for them to come in while we're gone, which we will be doing that too. And um, you know, we've discussed the audio and stuff that we got last time and, we're going to uh, we're going to try to progress that even further if, if 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 it's possible. You know, it's all hit and miss, man. You you don't know till you try some of these things. And and uh, at this point, you know, I kind of had a, a step by step process I was trying to follow. And at, th at this point, we can't we can't do that. You just have to go with the flow. Um, as things happen, you gotta you gotta be able to react to them and and you know come up with new ideas. And fortunately, I'm working with a bunch of guys that you know that that have good ideas and come up with great ideas. And, uh, it's just amazing, man. I can't, I can't wait for it to, to keep progressing. It's, uh, they won't reveal themselves close up. Pat Turner, I've already had that happen, brother. Um, you know, I, I was, I was eight foot from one in my hand. I just didn't use it in the moment. So they, they do reveal themselves to people. It's just, uh, far and few between. Yeah. Eight, eight inches through a truck glass. Yeah, they do reveal themselves every now and then. <laughs> yeah. On your fishing comment, Randy, I, if that big male keeps showing up and showing around, uh, who's fishing for who? I hear you. I he, hear might, you. he might be looking for him a new girlfriend, and it might be Randy. Uh, if he keeps running around it's all good as long as I get on camera. If if Randy keeps running around camp like we was down there in Hanobia when it was hot, he's on a finding a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, Chris, Chris teases me because um the uh the one that I've kind of uh the one that I I, I tend to see out there we think is a young female and oh, yeah. Chris teases me. He 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 keeps telling me that this female has the hots for me and that's why I I, she keeps letting me see her. <laughs> I, uh, if it works, man, use it. She may not have a hot for you, but she's getting that age where I'm sure her hormones are telling her she's going to have to find her a man. You might be that man. I'll throw in half if you throw in half. We got to find him a healthy outfit. We got to get her on camera. So, uh, Shane, 
Uh, you're so, yeah, that'll be part of the next. You know, uh, just count on me Saturday night running around in the woods outside of camp in my birthday suit and, uh, <laughs> and a thermal camera, and we'll we'll see how that see how see if that works. <laughs> Let's see, Kurt Stanley. They'll belly crawl right up to your boot heel on a dark night. I have heard that. I've never had that. Well, that I know of, I've never had that happen. But man, these things with you know, these things are smart. I think people. I think I don't think they give credit where credit is due when it comes to to the intelligence of these things. Just just the fact that we can't track these things for too far. Yeah, we can't hardly get these things on camera. Um, these things are intelligent and, and that doesn't, you know, we look at intelligence in a different, in a different way. We're, we're looking at, um, you know, using computers and, and technology. Whereas, you know, most of the people I know, you couldn't just throw them out in the woods with nothing. They would die. They would not survive. You know, um, these things, they have an intelligence and there's no doubt in my mind that when it comes to their environment, they are way smarter than we are. Oh, yeah, definitely. We was actually just talking about this before we started the show. I'm glad that you brought it up. Uh, I think that I know this probably don't aggravate a lot of people and a lot of people disagree with me. But I, I honestly think that these guys have cognitive thought like we was talking about. I agree. I agree 100 percent. I've seen I've seen too many things at this point, you know. I don't even like talking about some of the past things that I've had happen because some of it sounds so crazy, but some of the things I've seen to shows is shown me that these things have cognitive thought. Um, so I don't even, I don't even doubt that anymore. There's no doubt in my mind. We just, we're just trying to prove it at this point. That's all. Yeah. Very well put. Very well put. Well, y'all got anything else? I know we're uh, fixing to roll up on our, on closing time. <laughs> it's Monday, Sunday night. But uh, I'm ready to call it quits. Ready to call it quits. I see how you are. You don't love me no more. Well, I'm still emotionally traumatized from your fart. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. We did have a good time, man. That was, you know, uh, I've I've been out with a lot of guys and a lot had a lot of fun, and and I'm not going to knock any of them because I love each and every one of them. You know, all them SBA guys. Uh, Shane Church, Brian Hoolan, <clears throat> uh, Dustin. I mean, there's a list of them. Joe DeHoya, you know, Brian Impey. Uh, matter of fact, in Hanobia, I got to see uh, Mr. William Lunsford for the first time again in three or four years and, and just great people. But, you know, getting down there with you guys, because we've talked so much and, and found out that we have a lot of the same views and the same philosophies and the same techniques. Uh, and being able to come together and, you know, and if nothing else, and, and I'm going to say this and then we'll shut up or I'll shut up. If nothing else, if we never prove, which you don't have to prove it to me, I know, but if it's never proven that this thing is, this target species is real, I will go to my grave knowing that I gave it a good effort and met a bunch of bad, bad, great guys. It made a lot of good friends. I do want to, uh, real quick, well, before we get off here, I just want to give Don Johnson a shout out. Don has uh, had a medical surprise, uh, and uh, he's actually going through, uh, he's got surgery 
uh, a last minute kind of emergency surgery tomorrow. So I just want to let him know we're thinking about him and we appreciate him always having our back. Uh, he's one of the guys that's, uh, he's been in my little private group for quite some time. And uh, no matter what, that guy always has our back. And I just want to let him know I appreciate it. I'm thinking about him. And I want to give a shout out to Kurt Stanley too. Kurt was uh, kind enough to uh, talk me up to a couple of fellows. Um, you know, we ended, I ended up doing a little interview with uh, Men's Journal Magazine, which is in, you know, every doctor's office and dentist's office in the damn United States. And, yeah. And um, he actually called again today and uh, we uh, did some more of that interview and and uh, they're going to plug the documentary for us. And uh, so I just want to tell Kurt, thank you for uh, having our back, man, and and spreading good word about what we're doing. I really, really appreciate it. Randy. Yes, sir. When's your daughter's next fight? Uh, man, I couldn't tell you. I I wouldn't know until the next one's scheduled. I'll, of course, I'll post it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I've, I've actually talked to the wife about us making a trip up and watching it live. That would be an experience. But uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of good fights even prior to hers. Uh, you know, they were one sided where it looked like a guy was kicking somebody's hind end and then a a foot to the head in the third round laid somebody completely out and that that you thought was winning. So yeah, they can go either way. Absolutely. Well, you know, in saying that, it's kind of like this thing we do squatching. Sometimes we hit it, sometimes we don't, you know. It just, it, it just, you got to let it ride and let it happen and do the best you can do. You know, Shane knows all about that. <laughs> How many fights have you been in? Perfe Too many. Too many. <laughs> Too many. Yep. Well, guys, I tell you what, I've had a had a great evening. I had a great time last weekend, and I, I know I kind of pushed y'all pretty hard to, you know, get y'all on this weekend, but I wanted to do it while it was fresh before uh you know you started back in on the 400 because that that 400 takes a lot you know it takes a lot of concentration and takes a lot out of you but uh i appreciate you guys coming on and i appreciate each and every one of the viewers that's you know viewed us tonight i know we've been kind of slow getting shows out since we started this move but hopefully we're fixing to fix that and uh Guys, uh, all the viewers that's on to hear this, uh, y'all do know that I, I, my heart and soul is in the cryptid, is in Bigfoot and Sasquatch. Uh, talking to my closest compadres, we are deciding to branch off now into the actual paranormal side of things. And in saying that, I probably have my wife do that more than me because I like to concentrate with these guys on the Sasquatch, and that takes up a lot of time. That's that's some scary stuff, man. Yes. Wait. I don't want. I don't want nothing to do with no ghosts. Uh, it, it is. It, it it is, and that's kind of what I'm worried about. My wife's done it for years, but I, I'm I'm kind of worried about diving off into that. But uh, she wants to, and I'm gonna I'm gonna support her. You know, she supports me with my big foot. I mean, as y'all see, she's right out there in the woods with me. She's been out there for years with me. She's been in some pretty hairy woods with me. Not it didn't have nothing to do with Bigfoot. We was just surviving. But uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on. I want to thank all the, the listeners. And uh, I wish you guys luck coming up on your, the 400 this weekend. And I know I'll talk to you before then, but uh, enjoyed having you on, guys. All right, okay. Always a good time. I guess Randy said uh, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, he rolled. I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> Probably uh, ready to go eat him some dinner or something. But thank uh, you. what's that? Oh, I, just, I was just saying thank you, Jennifer, 
and uh, Mark Roberts, Pat, everybody that was on. Good stuff. I was I was I was uh, reading through the comments as as we were talking yeah. tonight. Uh, I I every night we do a show, and Shane, you've been involved in that. Every night you do we do a show. I'm finding people that I have looked up to for years. You know, of course, everybody knows my my uh, how would you say my bro love for Wes Grammer. You know, he's he changed my life with his podcast. You know, guys like you guys. You know, Randy. Uh, since 2006, I followed his career, and after meeting you, you know, Garrett, Kurt Stanley, I've been following yours for a while. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm meeting these guys and, and they're following my little show and it just, it just blows my mind. You know, uh, I can't get over it. It, it, it just, this crazy little thing has gotten, I almost feel like that. Uh, what was that old show about the cornfield? Uh, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> you know? right, what, right. what was that? That was, a. Uh, oh. speaking of that, um, I want to plug a, a website real quick. Uh, sure. You can go to their Facebook page. It's Show Me Bigfoot on Facebook. Just or, say, uh, let me pull it up and we'll just show it. Do it. ShowMeBigfoot.com. A great place, man. If you're if you're just looking for you know new researchers or maybe looking to what's up, Jimmy Baker, looking to uh, you know find some new people that you haven't discovered yet. This is the place to go. Uh, this this website has ton of researchers it's links that's what it is it's links to all the researchers out there and the work that they're doing so it's a good place to go to to discover new researchers new people and, um, and and get to their you know to their websites and to their facebook pages all that good stuff so is it yeah. a facebook page he's got there's both there's facebook it's on facebook show me bigfoot and uh one word um no, it's not one word. That's weird. It's not pulling it up. What's funny is I'm a member of that page and it's not pulling it up. Are you? Well, go to your Facebook. <laughs> no, it should. It should pull up on the Google. Yeah, there's over 700 links actually uh, to different researchers and and whatnot. So it's uh it's really the only place that I know of. It's kind of a one stop shop where you can get to so many different venues. Uh, of researchers on the subject. So there it is. Show me Bigfoot, man. If you're on Facebook, go to that page. Uh, the, there's links to the to the website. You can get on that website. and you, you, There's stuff for days on there. Oh, stuff yeah. For days. Oh, yeah. And, and a great, great bunch of guys. They contacted me and, and, and invited me when uh, I didn't even know who I was, let alone anybody else knowing who I was. But yeah, great, great bunch of guys, a lot of information, and uh, always willing to to get back with you if you have any questions. They're always willing to put you to the right people if they can't answer them. But uh, for sure. Well, Mister Shane, I'm going to shut this rascal down and go eat me some dinner and get ready for my week. I know you got a big week coming up, so I do. I do. Busy, busy man, leading up to. Thursday. So yeah, you got a short week coming up. Short week, but a long week. Okay, Gary Shooty, over seven hundred links. Yep. And show me oh. Gary's the ma Gary's the mastermind behind Show Me Bigfoot. Yes, sir. He spent a lot of time and uh I'll, you know, I don't I'd like to encourage people too, like Gary took has taken a lot of time to put all that um, he has a link on there where you can donate, man. If 
if, if you're on there and you're using the website, you know, donate a few bucks, man. He's spent a lot of time on that to, you know, for nothing just to try to help people out. So, you know, don't be shy, man. Help a brother out. Sure thing. Well, folks, we appreciate each and every one of y'all coming on. I appreciate what you do for me. I appreciate what you do for my friends and my family and my show. And I appreciate what y'all are doing for Shane and Randy and these guys at the 400. And Ozark Mountain Sasquatch will say Southern Bigfoot Alliance will say, hey, I'm going to start doing it too. Showmebigfoot.com. We'll start throwing them out there. Uh, great bunch of guys. Uh, North Canadian Bigfoot with Mr. Kurt Stanley. Uh, need to get with them guys. Y'all are local here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. And I'm going to shut this rascal down and go eat me some dinner. I'm hungry. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, Shane. Over and out. If we can.